this is really HR's time to shine in such a unique way. And so I think that caring and well-being is critical because frankly, CEOs need you. They need you now more than ever. They need your advice. They need your direction. They need you to drive. They need you to really help the organization to be even better than it was before. And I think those organizations that embraced what's happened over the past 15 months have really flourished and are really focused on the things that are important. Hey everybody, I'm Lori Rudeman. Welcome to Punk Rock HR. My guest today is Dr. Amy Dufresne. She is the CEO of an organization called HRCI, and HRCI is the leading certification body for human resources professionals. Amy is on the show today to talk about the future of work, the future of human resources, and just to be a nerd about all things human capital. Although we don't call it human capital anymore, and that's really the spirit of today's conversation. How do HR leaders create awesome and amazing employee experiences for themselves and for other people? So if you're into this kind of stuff, and I know you are, you're a longtime listener of Punk Rock HR, you love the HR guests. Well, this episode is a special one for you. So sit back and enjoy my conversation with Amy Dufresne. Hey, Amy, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Lori. It's great to be here. I am so pleased we're having this discussion. We're going to be all things nerdy about human resources today. I love it. It's my favorite kind of podcast. Me too. But before we do that, why don't we tell everybody who you are and what you're all about? So my name is Amy Dufresne, and I am the CEO of the HR Certification Institute, or HRCI. We've been around for about 45 years. We've certified a half a million people in the time that we've been doing this, which is crazy. And we are opening up doors for HR practitioners, leaders, new people that are new to the profession with learning and education and certification opportunities, which I am totally passionate about, as you can hear. I'm a learning junkie myself and love all things about how to make people better because certification and learning is investing in yourself. And I think that for me, that's what I've spent my entire career doing is in HR, helping people and organizations to be better. And that's what really lights my fire. Well, I hear it. You know, HRCI has such an interesting intersection with my own personal story, because at one point when I was real sad about my career, a friend of mine was like, why don't you go get certified? I'm like, what? I didn't know anything about it. And I took the SPHR classes, old school, sat in a hotel room and went through binders and took the test and passed it on the first go around. And I really feel like this was the first step in me understanding that there was a role for me in human resources, right? And there was a way for me to make a difference. So the HR that I did back in the day when I took that test is completely different than the HR that there is today. So how has HRCI kind of stayed current with the field? You know, I started a long time ago, like you did in HR. And what I did in HR 
as you. They're night and day. I mean, the things that I did now, a computer does in like three seconds, which is so, you know, you kind of go, really? I spent my whole career, my whole like time doing this. So I think as the profession has evolved, so has HRCI. Our certifications are relevant because we ensure that we're including practitioners from around the globe to help us to make sure that what we are talking about, what we're educating people about, what we're testing people on is 100% the baseline of HR. And we, in certification, you're not really talking about kind of the future focus, like what it might be. You're looking at what are those standard practices that professionals need to know. When I was growing up in HR, unions were all the rage, right? We were hearing a lot about this. And then for a long time, unionization dropped and people stopped talking about it. Well, guess what? We're here again. And it's not that you need to be an expert. You just needed to know enough so that you can educate yourself and make your organizations better. So HRCI is constantly looking at those things and ensuring that HR professionals at all levels, at the entry level, mid-career and senior career, know what they should, what are sort of those baseline practices for what great HR looks like. You know, it's interesting how you talk about how certification is for today. But the interesting thing is that with my certification, I was really betting on a tomorrow that would be a little bit better, betting on my career, betting on a different path for myself and for the way I would develop in the world of human resources. And I know that you personally are passionate about learning about the future of work and HRCI does more than certification. You're offering content and community to really help people stay at the forefront of what's happening in the world of work. So talk to me a little bit about that. Right. 2020 was an amazing opportunity for HRCI to continue to be relevant in offering certification, but to offer learning and education. And so very early in 2020, we launched a virtual learning platform that we have awesome learning content for individuals who are looking to expand their knowledge in a variety of ways. So it's not just HR, there's business content as well. And we're adding new courses and certificate programs that are all virtual and available right now. We've also started a podcast series to further educate HR folks. We offered last year and into this year what we call a micro summit, which is a smaller virtual event for people to learn more, educate themselves more about HR. And we've started a newsletter. We've got an Alexa series that we call an HR newsflash that we do every week. It's five minutes and you can just get little snippets of learning and education all around everything HR and business, of course, too. Wait, I want to learn more about this Alexa thing. I'm so fascinated. Tell me how I get it. It's very cool. So if you have an Alexa, then you can say, Alexa, tell me what's my HR newsflash for this week and she'll play it. We also post it on Facebook and LinkedIn so that you can listen to it there. But we know that people learn in all different ways. Some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. And so we're trying to educate and bring people along in a variety of different ways to help them to be more educated about what's going on in all things HR. Well, you mentioned that some of the new and emerging things that you're focused on are really business education. So talk to me a little bit about that. What are some of the trends that you're paying attention to, some of the things that you see, and what should HR professionals be thinking about in the world of business? Oh, wow. I think that what we have learned over the past 18 months is this need for soft skills. 
I think we're seeing it more and more. It's emerging at just an exponential pace. And I think we're seeing the need for individuals to be more agile in what they do, to think more broadly about their roles and not just think about their job, but how does their job fit into the bigger picture of what it is that we're doing? And I think that's been an important characteristic that we've needed. I think the emergence of AI, artificial intelligence, all things that are really changing the way that we are thinking about things. We're thinking about the future of work. We're thinking about future jobs. We're thinking about how does that impact HR and what we need to know? And how is this going to evolve our roles as HR professionals over the next decade? Because it's here, it's happening. I was reading an article in the Harvard Business Review about some of the future jobs to come for HR leaders. And they're all around AI and well-being. And there's some really fascinating stuff. And we're really talking about how is this future coming? And I think people thought, oh, remote work, that's so far off. Oh, people, you know, not connecting or connecting with each other virtually. That's so far away. And it's not. It's here and it's here to stay. Well, for sure it is. And one of the interesting things that I have found during this time of change is that there's this hyper focus on technology, which you've just wonderfully took us through. But then there's this tension around being human, like we're all incredibly human. And frankly, most of us are tired. We're languishing between the old fear that emerged in 2020, but this promised state of productivity in 2022, and we're not quite there yet. So tell me a little bit about the role of human resources in this period of languishing? I think, you know, we've seen HR leaders themselves are really tired because we worked at such an immense pace over the past 15 months or so, that pace, it was intense because there were so many things that were emerging that we kind of thought we had figured out, but not so much. It was kind of business continuity and then social and racial injustice. And then this whole, okay, how do we grapple with sort of employee wellness and health? And then we have employees who are having financial challenges because their partners have lost their jobs or their children have lost their jobs. And so they're trying to help them. And so there's a lot lot of unique pressures that are being placed on HR. And so I think the first is, and I see this in a webinar that we do, it's called Alchemizing HR. I'm always having people say, I'm tired. How do I, what do I do? I kind of want to commiserate with somebody because this has been such a crazy year, right? And so I think HR needs to focus on themselves first, right? Because if you're not healthy and your well-being isn't there and you're not present, then you can't be present for those around you, be that your family, your partner, your organization who needs you at a more heightened level than ever before. And this is really HR's time to shine in such a unique way. And so I think that caring and well-being is critical because frankly, CEOs need you. They need you now more than ever. They need your advice. They need your direction. They need you to drive. They need you to really help the organization to be even better than it was before. And I think those organizations that embraced what's happened over the past 15 months have really flourished. 
and are really focused on the things that are important. Well, Amy, it's interesting how you talk about how companies need HR now more than ever. And I think there's something really interesting happening because for the first time in a long time, HR professionals are realizing we're workers too. And many of them have had COVID. Many of them have had work-life balance issues. Many of them in their own leadership capacity have felt completely exhausted and can now empathize with line leaders and line managers a little bit differently. So I just wonder what it's been like for you as a leader over the past year, 14 months. What have you gone through and what have you learned? I think for me, I go back to agility because I think that that skill is so important. I focused on that. I think it's giving my team a break when stuff happens, you know, a a dog will bark in the background or somebody's child will scream because they're hungry or fill in the blank. It doesn't matter anymore. And I think back early in my career, when people were starting to remotely work, it would be, no, you can't have a dog. You can't have anything in the background. It has to be completely silent. And those are the days of gone by. Yeah, forget that world. That's never going to happen again. I think we're absolutely more human. I want to talk about you as a leader because you yourself had COVID, right? And I wonder if that gave you any insight into what the workforce is going through. Having COVID was a very real experience. So I got it from my husband as a holiday present right around Christmas. And he, of course, bounced back in three minutes and I was down for three weeks and it was tough. And we've had people at our workforce who have gotten COVID and we've been very empathetic for people. I was just reading in the Atlantic yesterday about sort of the after effects of COVID are very serious and they're very real. And we as leaders have got to realize that there's a lot we still don't know about this. And we've got to be empathetic with people because your team is watching you. How you're handling the situation yourself and for them is really important. And we operate in the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area where many of us ride the metro or we're in trains with other people. And there's people all over the place. You're in buildings with a lot of organizations that may or may not say, we encourage you to get the vaccine or whatever. So I've really listened to my team who said, I'm ready to come back or I want to work a couple days in the office. And some people say my partner's immunocompromised. I don't want to be there at all. Okay, fine. So I think it's as leaders, we have to listen to our team and we've got to adapt. And that's what I'm doing as a leader. Well, as we start to move forward in this new normal, which everybody hates. So you know, I can't (laughs) believe that came out of my mouth, but I'll just say it right. The new normal. Some of us are back to work, as you just mentioned. I know for myself, I have started traveling a little bit again. And I thought I really missed it. Like I was like, oh, I can't wait to get back on the road. I want to see people. And having gone through O'Hare Airport, I'm like, "Uh -uh." (laughs) uh-uh, like gross. Humanity is not quite ready for me or I'm not ready for humanity. I'm not sure. And I know you had a similar experience recently traveling. So tell me about it. I thought I was ready, as you thought, and turns out I wasn't. I'm still not. I think it's traveling is tough. It's physically tough on you and you take your eye off the ball because you're in an airport or you're worried about missing your connection or you're sitting on a plane that's being de-iced for three hours, which was my experience at some ungodly hour. It's just as a leader, I'm not really excited about jumping back on airplanes because not just for health reasons, but because that focus, it takes your eye off the ball when you travel. And we definitely learned a new way in COVID to use technology to kind of 
lean into being human, to making a connection over the internet and having it be good enough. And I think that's okay, right? Like good enough is something in human resources maybe we didn't like back in the day. We wanted it to be perfect. We wanted to deliver right first time. And I know as a leader, as a business owner, and as a woman in the world of HR, I am becoming quite okay with good enough. I don't know about you. Totally. I totally agree. It's good enough. One of the phrases my team hears me say is, let's not polish the apple until the skin falls off and the apple turns brown. Let's just get it shiny enough and put it on the shelf and move on because it will never be perfect. It will never be. There's always a way that you can do something better, but you've got to just walk away and move on to the next thing. Well, as we wrap up the conversation today, I would love to know where HRCI is headed. What do we have to look forward to as part of the community? We are really excited to announce that we are playing a much more active role in setting standards for the global HR community. We are going to be the secretariat for the technical committee of T260, which is part of the International Standards Organization. And we're really excited about this because there is a standard that's out talking about human capital management. This is something that the SEC is very excited about. Putting the value of human capital on 10Ks should have been done a long time ago. I mean, for those of you longtime folks in HR, you read Dave Ulrich's book, which was out 25 years ago, talking about this very topic. And here we finally are placing a value on human capital, right? So I'm really excited for HRCI to be a part of this, along with the global community, because I think setting standards in HR is fabulous. We're working collectively as a whole community around this planet and having standards is a good thing so that we all know what great HR looks like. So that's one of the things that we're working on among a lot of other things that we're working on for 2021 and beyond. Well, I'm super excited to see where all of this goes. And many people who know me know that I'm passionate about HR certification. I believe in making sure it's rigorous. I believe in really good test standards. And so I have committed to taking my SPHR exam again, to getting recertified. So Amy, I can't wait to come back and talk to you about that experience because it's happening. It's happening soon. And I will report back on just how amazing it was, how challenging it was, and how I'm using my brain in a different way. That's awesome. I'm really excited for you to come back to the SPHR community. You're always a part of the HRCI community, but to come back to the SPHR, the rigor that's around it is amazing. And I think we're working on a value of certification study. We're revising that, which is demonstrating that when you get certified, you're committed to the profession. Not that you weren't before, but anybody is, right? You earn more money. You're happier in your job. Your supervisor says you're a better performer and you are a better performer. And we've been doing this for 45 years. So we know this. So we're really excited about you testing and getting certified again. Again, we'll see how this goes. Well, I'm super excited to do it. I will definitely keep you posted. And Amy, if anybody wants to go and learn more about HRCI, what's the best website? The best website is www.hrci.org. Great. Amy, thanks again for being a guest today. Thanks, Lori. It's been great. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that conversation on Punk Rock HR this week. Now, for more information, all the notes, all the highlights, all the resources, you know where to go. You can head on over to laurierudeman.com forward slash podcast. Now, that's all for today, and I hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time on Punk Rock HR.